And we are live. Yes, everybody, welcome back to the Train Effective podcast. Let's I'm go. Host Hashir, and obviously, but we can hear already. Nick, Nick Humph, Nick Humphreys, welcome back. How are you, mate? Good man. I was thinking about the first the first podcast we we did a couple of weeks ago, and and I was like, wow, man, I really enjoyed doing that. The second one with the the American dude last week, it's great. Um, so it's really good feedback on that. So I'm just pumped, man. I'm pumped, ready. Yeah, I I don't know if you saw this, but I was on Twitter because I live there sometimes, and literally <laughs> last night, you know, like when. And we all do it. Well, I don't know if you do it, but I do it, you know, when you're supposed to sleep, but you're like scrolling. And I was scrolling and I seen some coach, I forgot his name, some coach, somebody post or share that podcast and say like, oh, like anybody looking to play in college, like, mm. like check this out. I was like, that's, that's really great. Like, I love that. I love that. This, is, took- this is the value hash we want to bring to everybody listening. We are here. But the sole purpose of educating, of of sharing stuff that's going to be valuable to you. This is why we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's why we go at it for like 45 minutes to an hour versus like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Because like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think, I think there's a lot to be learned. And I think nowadays mm-hmm. with everybody, like podcasts, you can listen anywhere. Even while you train. Yeah. Even while you train, you can listen to it. Um, with that being said today it's all about confidence this word that we hear very very often in direct messages in our discord server which if you haven't joined yet you can join below on youtube or in the spotify little description but we hear it in there we hear it in one-on-one calls we hear it at our camps and building confidence first of all nick, like nick i, w- I kind of want your like definition because i don't think i've ever asked you this like what mm. is confidence what is confidence yeah what is confidence like how do you define confidence like oh there's a definition but how do you define it i think confidence is the ability to be yourself do the things that you want to do in any given situation, um, whether you're under pressure or not under pressure, it's the ability to be, to just do what you want to do in any given moment, regardless of the circumstances. Mm. Mm. Yes. This is this is my yeah my non-Webster dictionary. I don't know how Webster dictionary <laughs> whatever defines confidence. I have no clue, but kind of off the top of my head, I'm like yeah, it makes sense to me. And I think it's such a it's an interesting point. And, and like I wanted to talk about it like deeply because like it it is kind of the basis for success and like not only like on the pitch, not only like in your shooting, but like off the pitch as well, like just in your normal life. Um, and like building confidence, it's not like a like a snap of the finger. I'm confident. Like it can't. Mm. It, it, it can't. Like you've seen the you've seen the TED talk with the power pose where you can do physiological things like to feel better and feel more confident. But for football player, like for footballers, for soccer players, you know, you're say you're 14, you're 15, you're 13, you're 12, mm. and you know you join this team and new team. Mm. You're just not confident. You you're you're there. Essentially, you're there. So you must be a good player, a decent enough player. But how do you build confidence? Like, 
like how do you build confidence mm. but, and to give some context to everyone too like um as as a player right when because i've been in loads of different teams met loads of different players um people don't talk about confidence a lot you might look at the teammate teammate next to you or, the, or your teammates in general and no one no one really no one like is none of your teammates are really going to say something to you like yeah i'm not confident or like you know they won't no one really expresses it yeah. so when we when we started train effective and and you know all those years ago and, and started actually talking to all these players that would dm us because you know when you dm um people are writing and maybe we don't know them they don't really you know they're comfortable to talk to us but we don't know them so maybe that's why they're comfortable to actually share like what they're actually thinking um it's actually the number one question we get like how something related to confidence like how do i be more confident or um i can't i can't um whenever i get the ball i i just want to give it away because i don't want to make a mistake again that's confidence like it's it's all an umbrella of confidence um i am i am afraid to take shots in a match or in training because i don't want to miss it's all confidence all confidence um i don't want to try out for that team because i don't know if i'm good enough coach probably doesn't think i'm good enough that's confidence man it's yeah. all confidence all confidence so just to give some context here like boom that's what we're talking about and everyone every single player every single person in life like it's confidence man everyone will always have this thing come up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it's so like it's it's such like a it's such a spectrum it's like such a wide thing that like in everything in everything you do like on the pitch off of, even in school for example i'm in school right now i go to uni and like i guess confidence matters as well like when you're taking a test like and my kind of solution and i don't know if this is similar for you as well in terms of training but the more you do something the better you get the more comfortable you'll be with it hence mm. the more confident you'll be mm. but here's here's the kind of here's the kind of like bump in the road a lot of people and i was guilty of this a while ago as well so i'm curious to get your opinion on this a lot of people will train a lot train loads right oh, yeah. but when it comes to match day they might even feel good in the beginning but like the second the game starts or the second they make a mistake mm. the confidence is gone mm. so yeah. how do you address that because i was guilty of that all throughout high school loads of training so mm. much training like known for training but it wasn't yeah. sustained oh man I, I just thought of a couple of things like you know what i was reading the other day as well um and i forgot where i, I saw this but I, I i like screenshotted it because i thought it was so so interesting and th this kind of relates back to this picture of the guy you might know him or her they're training three hours a day or six hours a day and they're training 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 all the time but then they come to a match or even to training in front of people or coaches and you're like wait is this guy actually training that much because they just you see maybe their head drops Uh oh, uh, we've, we've seen it with people that, that come in residence for the camps and stuff like we've seen this, right? 
like very dedicated, hardworking, doesn't come up. And I, I think I saw a theory or um, some context of the day that I would love to hear your opinion. And it, it, it was something like, um, I'm paraphrasing, but basically the whole thing was, was if like some players are so nervous of trainings, of matches, of doing any sort of performance in front of people when it comes to football, because of the judgment they will receive from their coaches, you know, the first scream that, or the shout that a player says like, Hey, why didn't you pass me the ball? Or the coach says, what are you doing? Or, or this kind of, this kind of fear of getting that sort of judgment and that criticism. Um, when you come from like a good household, so you have like, you know, loving parents or, you go to a good school, you like, I don't know, maybe live in a middle-class area, maybe even upper-class area. You, you don't usually get these kind of things thrown at you. Yeah. You're like sheltered from this thing. And that's why actually a lot of footballers that you see, professional footballers, professional athletes, they come from these backgrounds that are, are a bit like less unprotected. You know, people come from the streets yeah, yeah or the yeah, ghetto yeah. or you know, low income areas. So they like really trying to fight for their family and they're willing to fight. They're willing to um, get chucked to the ground or they're willing to get the criticism because that's how it was in their family and their environment. Mm. And I, I think mm. I'm just saying that because if you guys, you know, listening to this, you know, just to put it in context of why you might be feeling this fear um, of not being confident, it's, it's really normal because of the circumstances you've grown up in. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, hold yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's, that. all right. Let's I, I grew up, I, yeah, I, I, should I keep talking? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, go on, go on. Okay. This is, this is like, a good rabbit hole. <laughs> this is this is also why I, I think you and I, but me especially, I can relate to a lot of players at DMS because I grew up in the same environment. I have like, uh, grew up in a very um, like a loving family, like a good family, like like you know both my parents together. Like you know, no one ever would have shouted at me for doing you know something wrong. I didn't get abused or something. You know, yeah. things were good. I grew up in a good neighborhood. Like things were good. Like like things were good. And um, part of part of what happened when I when I was younger and I started like training with these higher level teams. You get exposed to different people, people that you're not familiar with, people from different neighborhoods, different countries as well. Um, um, things and an environment which is much more intense and demanding, it can be very hard to adapt if you've come from circumstances like me, maybe yourself as, as well, Hashir, but the, the picture yeah. of the, the person I'm painting here, it can be hard because um, you're not used to that. And the way... The way I always treated it, the, the reason why I wanted to push myself so much with football and why I wanted to train with these professional teams and go for tryouts and stuff, even though the first times I got rejected, it, the, the reason was not only did I want to prove it, um, you know, prove that I could bounce back and do it, but, but I felt like being in these environments, which were intense, which were demanding, which, which, you had pressure coming from all different sides on yourself, from others, other players, other coaches, other people watching you. I felt like that was going to be a good experience for me because the more people that 
tried to put me down, the more times I fell down, the more times I put myself in a space where I was actually pretty uncomfortable and very nervous, honestly. Like I didn't, I did not look forward to going to tryouts. I did not look forward. I promise you, I did not look forward joining new teams and all this stuff or, or like, you know, meeting new coaches. I did not enjoy that because of the, the judgment, you know, back then. And, but I did it as a challenge. I said, man, if I can be comfortable in this uncomfortable environment for me, it's going to be a good thing for my life. It's going to be a good thing as an athlete, as a footballer, and I will grow from this. So, do, yeah. So, like the kind of like theme I'm getting is like you essentially exposed yourself to getting like that critique back, to getting like shouted at, like critique by getting uncomfortable essentially. So you, in essence, desensitized, like yourself like you immerse yourself in these environments where you're like you know what like i am going to get yelled at i might get yelled at by the coaches i might be uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i need this to grow yeah is that grow, man. yeah yeah because because when you get older too and more of these pressures come a lot of a lot of kids like a lot of people will will drop out um they have to make this choice where they actually like drop out of playing because because they actually don't like this you know this this pressure this challenge or this judgment or whatever and so they, they stopped playing or they stopped playing sports because of that, that same thing. For me, I was like, no, nah, man, if I can get through this, I'm going to be a stronger person. I'm going to be more resilient. I'm going to learn these skills, which are going to just make me a better person. And prove to the – and I'll tell you a story, Hash, like, and to people watching. When I was um, – so a lot of people know the story. Like I was a pretty average player growing up. I was like playing in Division Two league in Canberra, Australia, where I'm from. And Division Two is like you know not very good players. Like I mean, it's kind of average, average players. Definitely not the Division One players. But um, basically, when I was like 12, 13, I got, I got, uh, I got called up to to be in like the state team, like try out for the state team. And um, the state team is where it's at. You know, like you want to be in the the state team. But I remember also feeling a lot of pressure. So I remember, I remember this vividly. Okay, I was, um, I was like, yo, at 12, 13 years old, I was uh, with my mom. My mom was driving me to the training facility where the state, uh, the state team was training, and I think there were like 40 players, 30 players, and they were making a selection maybe for the final 20. I think. Yeah. And and so I was come, going to this training, and I was in the car, and I remember we're at this um this traffic intersection. And uh, at the traffic intersection, next to traffic intersection, uh, we're stopped at a red light. Um, like I could see in the distance this circle of players in all in black. Yeah. That was a team. They were warming up, and I was by myself with my with my mom that was driving me at the intersection, at the red light, looking at this. And all of a sudden, I was like, "No, man, I don't want to go." So we drove 20, 30 minutes to the training facility where this red light, I saw this, I felt so, uh, I felt so intimidated that yeah. I told my mom, no, mom, let's, let's turn around. What? Yeah. I said, let's turn around. Like I felt that, I felt that, um, felt that intimidated. I was like, mom, let's turn around. And I forget what my mom said. I, I think she was like a bit shocked, but I kind of, I remember this. I was like making sure that, um, when we passed that like training facility, like no one saw me. So I put my head down. I put my what? head down. I, I think I started crying. I probably started crying. This is real, man. Um, I've never heard the edit. For everybody listening, 
obviously I know Nick, but I've never heard this damn story. So it's yeah. it's kind of shocking to me now hearing this. Go ahead. And I, yeah, I, I like I thought about thought about it the other day, and and um, yeah, no, I mean this like really happened, and and, and yeah, I went back and um, and yeah, obviously I didn't make that team because I never went to the training. Yeah. Um, but but basically, back what I'm saying, guys, is like I, I experienced this when I when I was young, and after after succumbing to that situation when I was when I was young, from from that point on, when these challenges came up, I thought instead of backing down, I want to challenge myself and I want to get comfortable in this uncomfortable environment. So, you know, Damn. yeah, that's, that's so, it, and it's crazy to me because you. And this is like the bridge. This is the bridge, right? Because like you went from that to when you train, when you, you I, and like so recently, I've been like low key, um, like binging the hundred day challenge. And if you guys don't know what the hundred day challenge is, essentially Nick just decided, you know what, I'm gonna try and sign a professional contract in a hundred days. Um, obviously that journey had been many years essentially building up but that 100 days just we what we saw essentially on youtube but there there was a video where you literally went from switzerland or something i don't remember where if it was there or hungary but nick went to leighton orient fc in london football club in london he just rocked up and he didn't just like like have something arranged this man went to the training ground on the like alleged first day of preseason that he saw like in the newspaper <laughs> and he's like going up like talking to or he's going in the car with like two goalkeepers who are like the on trial there and like he's going to like the groundskeeper and like then he's going to like the stadium and the secretary in there then he's talking to like the new head coach who's like oh mate i'm really busy i'm really busy like i'm just like you have to have like you have to have like something about you like you have to have like a lot of confidence to never mind do all that but just go on that journey but do you think like how long do you think it really took you nick to like solidify and like get like proper like permanent confidence or was it like a thing that you're always working on or how did that really go if that makes sense by the way where the the day um tra uh, the day that hash is referring to is on youtube it's i think day 78 or day 79 um of the 100 day challenge on, on youtube so just if you want to see what hash is referring to look it up because that's one of the po most popular episodes for sure Good fun. Um, but, but back to your question is it something you build up over time or that or is it something different um well i think it is something that you you build up over time and it's not permanent you always have to you know even now i still work on it but uh, you know continuing from that story that hash was saying when i when we're talking about when i was 12 and and i was like in the car and i we turned back and stuff from that moment it was the steps and it's 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 having a conscious um a conscious sort of mindset that when you go in these situations where you feel uncomfortable, it's just, it's just being like, no nah, man, the more I get in these uncomfortable environments, the more confident, the stronger I'm going to get. And so 
all these these different situations happened a lot when I was a teenager, and then when I moved to Europe and and uh, moved to Budapest in Hungary, yeah, and I had to start joining the new teams um, where I didn't speak the language. <laughs> in Hungary, they speak Hungarian, guys, not English. That's um, a big one. The language yeah. that like yeah, yeah and I'd be I'd be I'd be fifteen, sixteen, uh, then then playing with senior teams where first of all they're adults. So that's a step when you're, you know, a teenager and then playing with adults. But second of all, you don't even speak the language. Sure. <laughs> and it's a different culture and it's cold. And I came from Australia, it was hot. So, but all the, man, the, the things I learned, that and then playing in Holland, I played in the Netherlands, in uh, Amsterdam, um, then later Switzerland and stuff. Well, you know, what I learned in all these situations, guys, is like everyone's the same. Like humans are the same, man. Footballers are all the same all over the world. Like, you know, we, we look different. We have different styles of playing football. But when you go in a dressing room in Switzerland or go in a dressing room in Canberra, Australia, guys, football at, at the core, as we're just all the same people. All the same people with the same fears, the same doubts. You have good coaches, bad coaches, good players, bad. Like, guys, everyone's the same. And what I just want to say with that is like, everyone's the same, everyone has the same fears, the same doubts. As long as you go in this, these situations with, with a sense of, I'm going to learn and grow in every single of these situations, the more uncomfortable I get, the, the more confident I'm going to be in the long term. That's like the mindset you need to approach it. And over time, if you just continue with that, you'll get stronger and stronger and more confident and you'll be a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So like got every everybody listening. And really quick, just shout out to somebody and Spotify listeners. We obviously have a live chat going. Um, and we have somebody that's gonna be at one of our train effective camps in mm -hmm. the comments saying, I can't wait to join in April. And obviously we can't wait for you either. And um on that, essentially, so if you are that 15 year old. If you are that 14-year-old, and I remember, Nick, this is actually interesting. My freshman year, so my first year of high school, ninth grade, I was, I was 14, 14 years old. We obviously have, like, the high school JV junior varsity and then the varsity team. Um, and I remember ninth grade, everyone told me. I had just started playing, right? But, like, I, like, play a lot. Everyone told me. Try out for the JV team. Try out soccer. Try out for soccer. Try out for the school team. Try out, try out, try out, try out. Mm. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't. I, I literally didn't think I was good enough. I didn't. I And a big fear of mine actually was. I was like, man, like all these players, like they play, they play for all these clubs and these travel teams. Like I just like play like in my neighborhood with like older people. But I just didn't have that confidence and I ended up playing yeah. recreationally, which was, it was fun, but it, it, it didn't teach me as much as playing for that high school team would have taught me because there you're yeah. training every day and it's just a much better environment. Um, and that actually looking back on it, Nick, like <laughs> that might've actually contributed to like my lack of confidence when I played for the varsity team. Cause when I eventually played for the varsity team, like I didn't have that much experience, like match experience. I had only been playing for a few years and now I'm playing with players that are well currently or just recently played division one soccer, kind of like Mikey. I played with Mikey on the same team. He was playing in the varsity team in ninth grade. 
I didn't get on, on that team until 12th grade. And I think, like, man, you can see, like, even players and teams that are, like, kind of average, like, not that great technically, but they really believe in what they're doing. Bro, they'll just dribble through four or five people. Like, <laughs> and then on the other side, you have, like, somebody who might have been training every day, like, diligently. He's not confident still after he makes a single mistake. He can't do anything for the rest of the game. It's useless. Mm. Mm. Um, and that's why I kind of nail home confidence so much. But kind of translating it to off the pitch because mm. that's one of the big things of our camps. Um, mm. I know a lot of things we would do in the Train Effective House and at our camps in general would be to kind of, yes, get you confident on the pitch, improve mm. your technical ability, all that stuff. But we, like, probably more importantly, and a bigger focus is, like, we want you to be, like, well-rounded human beings, like, good people who go after things you want to go after. How has your football confidence translated off the pitch and whatever you're doing? Like, how do you do that? Because that's an interesting one. Football, football is a mirror for life. And um, a lot of people say the way you... The way you conduct yourself on a football field, the way you play mirrors how you are in, in real life and, and what you do. Um, so back to my point about like being, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and growing from that, that's exactly sort of the mindset I have for, for anything now, like, you know, building train effective or just anything in life, um, even relationships, like just just everything so um i think if you can develop your confidence in sports if you can develop your confidence in football it definitely translates to off the field and i'm trying to think of an example again like um i remember this actually you guys you guys also might think like you know what's my biggest fear um what's my biggest fear and for you guys, when you are like, when you think about your biggest fear, maybe it's like, I don't know, spiders or what's your biggest fear, Hash? Uh, Tottenham winning the league. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> think of your biggest fear. Probably, probably regret, man. Like, being regret? like yeah, regret, like deep in, mm -hmm. like when I'm like old, like 70. But, but like actual situations. Okay. Actual situation, like, I, like, what would I actually be scared in? And yeah, what, what, what makes your palms like sweat right now? An actual situation. Um, I would love to hear what people are thinking. By the way, if you have a comment, please drop it. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Um, probably, probably, biggest fear is probably being in a like. Okay, I know being in a classroom. Mm. and getting picked on to answer a question that I have no answer. <laughs> like, okay. question. All right. I, I, have a, I have a similar one. Um, and, uh, like, pe people will be surprised by this, but, like, the thing that makes my uh, heart race the most and makes my palms sweaty is public speaking. Like, in a physical audience, like, you know, things like this, I'm okay. TikTok, you guys might see me on TikTok, Instagram, like, no problem. But public speaking, like in a live audience, like it scares the, sh the, the crap out of me. Um, really? Yeah, this is <laughs> one of my biggest fears growing up. 
I, I, by the way, I loved it when I actually did it. Yeah. The, the, the feeling after is like amazing, but before far out, man. So, so, so this made me really uncomfortable. Um, but back to real life, like there, there was like this talk, you were there, Hash. I was in the, we're in the effective, we're in London together. I was like, Hash, like uh, my old school invited me to go back to Amsterdam to like give a talk. Yeah. I was like, should I do it? And I was asking you at the time because I was not like, there was going to be a thousand people there, supposedly a thousand people in a theater. And I was like a thousand people watching me speak. Like and this, this in person, this wasn't yeah. like zoom or anything. This was in person, in person, man, like maybe this was like one or two months before the actual talk. And my palms were like sweating, man. It was making me nervous. I didn't want to do it. But then coming back to this whole thing and, and you actually said it, Hash, you're like, Nick, we're, we're walking in the street in Barnet. You said something like, um, Nick, preach, preach your positivity or preach, get your words out to that audience. They need to be inspired. You said something like that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're right. There's, I, I actually have something valuable I can say. And second, secondly, if I can get comfortable in this uncomfortable situation, it's going to benefit me. And so anyway, long story short, like I ended up being really nervous uh, for that talk. I ended up flying to Amsterdam. I did that talk and there, there was like literally a thousand people there. <laughs> Maybe a little bit less, but it's the biggest crowd I've definitely talked talked in front of. And yeah, man, it was like it was a blast. Killed it, and I want to do more of those in the future. And like, that's one one thing you you, you get from building confidence in other areas, man. Like, and so I feel like you also learn. It's like, bro, like, oh, fear is such a catfish. It's like. In our minds, when we're afraid to do something, so many times it's like, it's just so blown up. And then you do it and you're like, man, like all that mental like capacity I just wasted for however mm. long. And like, it wasn't even actually that deep. Like, and like, we really, really like fear it proper, like it proper clouds our judgment sometimes. Um, and that like, again, you do it and you're like, there's not much to this. But, like there is not like the act of speaking think about if you just if you just separate things the act of actually you know speaking in front of audience or playing football in front of um, people or in front of a, a coach or whatever it's there's nothing that you're you're doing the action like that's it you know yeah just doing, like it's simple that's but the, the way we complicate things is well, what does the other person think hmm. What does the coach think? What do the other players think? What does the crowd think? And this is a whole thing. Like, who cares? That's what confidence really comes back to in the end. It's like, you're afraid to do that talk. You're afraid to go to that training or the tryout. I was afraid to do that um, when I was 12, going to that, um, that state team. I was afraid. I turned back. Only because what are other people going to think if I mess up? Yeah, yeah, and they think of me. I'm the I'm the new kid in the state team, like, and they're kind of like they don't know each other. They don't know me. Like, I'm scared. I don't want to be in this situation. Like, what do other people think? And Nick, I'm like really like passionate about this like part of the talk because it's like that like actually brings a lot of people. Not even just in football. Like, you'll have like like proper like well known figures or just kids or students students is a big one like um i remember i was in boston a couple of weeks ago right and 
it occurred to me at a certain point when I was kind of in the midst of like everywhere, I was like, wow, like there's so many young people here that I'm seeing. Why am I seeing so many young people? Like, and I was like, mm. Harvard is right there. Cambridge is right there. Um, the other one, I forgot what it was called. Um, but the, all these North Northeastern, I think all these universities in this tiny cluster right there, all these students vying for like, because obviously they're going to be good students. They're going to take care of their studies like if they're going to these universities. But I'm like, man, all these students that are walking past me, probably there's so much like insecurity here, like like, like fear, like, oh, am I doing better than this person in class? I have to get this grade. like, And a lot of people, a lot of college students as a whole, I see it as well because I'm on campus, but like they get so down and beat themselves up, man, because like, other people's opinions and that's when i'm like no like it's like control control what you can control and mm. it, it's an important talk to have yeah control what you can control and and yeah and if that still doesn't work you guys might feel fired up about me thinking might be thinking now like yeah these guys are right nick and hash are right but then tomorrow you you know your mind changes again I think, um, yeah, the whole thing is like, you know, do you want to, do you want to be 80 or 90 or 110 years old? And like, you can't do anything anymore. And you're just reflecting on your life and you're thinking about the things that you did do, the things that you didn't do. It's scary, That's really scary, right? Regret. Yeah, have you seen that? Have you seen that Gary V video with the one <laughs> life, uh, no regret? Yeah, no one life. life. But, and, and, um, Gary V always has this thing where he says, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. Yeah. You're gonna die. It's real, man. We are, <laughs> and, and like we're gonna die. That's uh, that's that's true. So does that does that actually does that statement you're gonna mm -hmm. die? Because I, I like you hear it more now. Actually, mm -hmm. does that actually push you and motivate you to like be like you know what? Take this damn risk. I, I mean, I, I think now like I've had people in people in my family in my life that have died. Like um. Mm. I don't want to, I don't know if I should get deep. Should I get deep on this? Let's just say like, okay, one, one, um, I had one family member die, like pass away like two years ago. Um, and, uh, like very like close family member and everything like, but we're in hospital, the family and I were like together in hospital and basically she was in the hospital bed for like, yeah, maybe a week before she actually died, but like in this kind of process of being in that hospital room and like, uh, I mean, basically the life was going out of her. It just, yeah, it made you reflect like how life, uh, how short life is. And, and like one day everyone, you know, is not going to exist. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. 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 So I don't want to get so so well, deep there, but like, um, really but yeah, that statement does motivate me because it's true. I've been there, like, you know, people people do die, people pass away, people might even like get disabled or like can't play football anymore, or might have some sort of accident that prevents them from doing I, what they actually wanted to do. I think a big thing for me, and I know we, I, I like. Guys, we're not trying to get like super like down or somber on this, but like it, there's a good lesson here because um, kind of similar to that. I not a family member. Um, I had 
a barber, right? And this was like, Nick, like, you would love this guy because he literally started cutting my hair in his, like, parents' house. Like, he, like, turned one of the bathrooms into a little barber shop. And this was back in, like, 2016. Um, I would go to his house because, like, nobody knew how to, like, cut hair. Like, like the designs I want. I want, like, the footballer designs, right? I want, like, a line in my head and everything. I would go to his and he would tell me, he's like, yeah, man, like, I want to do X, Y, and Z to, like, open up my own shop one day. Literally, last year, um, he opened up his own shop. He, like, progressed to that level where he got so much many clients out of his bathroom in his parents house from his own yeah. money his own tools and everything like clippers he opened up this barber shop like i think like two weeks or a couple weeks in uh, of like essentially living his dream of becoming a barber and having a shop he just passed away and i didn't even know this because i wasn't uh, i wasn't in touch with him at the time but i seen it on facebook like um funeral stuff for him and i just like it's one of those jaw-dropping moments from like man like bro life is short man mm. it, it, it's not it's just and i always tell this to people it's it's life is too short to just put your goals and your dreams and the things you truly want to do on the shelf mm. like bro get after it go after it <laughs> go after it I, I i always tell this to people that come to our camps it's like mate go after it whatever it is go after it especially if it's football go after it because worst case if if you don't get the outcome you want, at least you'll be able to say at the end of the day, listen, I give it my all and you can live fulfilled rather than living with that regret of, man, I never even tried. Mm, yes. People don't even try, man. Yeah. That, like fully, man. I mean, this is this is why we have Train Effective. Train Effective is not whatever, just camps or an app or content that you see. It's really what we are all about, our why, our purpose is to encourage people, man, to push people to like go for their dreams, to push themselves, to make the first step. Like that's why we exist. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're doing this podcast. It's why you made like actual, like in 2014, 15, like the X, like the sketches, like the exercises, it was like, what, like, how can I like just give back essentially to young players who also want to improve and not even young players, players of all ages. The other day we had somebody, um, a player like sign up for train effective pro and guys, if you haven't signed up for train effective pro, um, highly recommend you get access to all the content on our app. Real That's the most obvious plug ever. Can we not? Yeah, I just got, I, I gotta say it shameless, but point is I had somebody Bro, he was like 48. He because I asked people for their age just to like context. He was 48 years old, man, from Canada. 48 years old. And he was like, I want to improve like my dribbling and first touch. And I was just like, I love like I I was in love. I was just like, this is this is fantastic. Like and you guys know the um the oldest footballer in the world, uh Kazu, King Kazu. King Kazu, guys. If you're ever like, am I is it too old? Am I I'm 15. Is it too late to play football? Am I? I'm. I'm 25. It's too. It's never too late, man. King Kazu, Google him. He's how old is he again? 50? 48? He's like, he's like 48, I think. Yeah, I mean, Pretty sure. Don't this call guy me has, he's, he's up there. <laughs> I, your parent, like most people's parents here, are, are you know this kind of age. He's still playing professional football. And yeah. 
you know, because he it, loves to. He doesn't have to. He loves to. On age, actually, Nick, I was listening to something the other day as well because you brought up like, am, like I'm 15. Am I too old? Am I 20? Am I too old? I was listening to oh, Sky Sports, Jamie Carragher. They were talking about um, like more players like mm-hmm. now, like earlier in their 30, like in their early to mid 30s, are still playing, mm-hmm. and it's like because people are looking after themselves better. We have like more information now, so it's like that age, like bro, it, it you can't, you're not too old. You're not too old. No. Acting. Crazy. Okay, really quick, Nick. I actually... So, guys, obviously, if you've been listening to the first episodes, um, this has not been a segment, but it is now. And we're going <laughs> to do something called Rapid Fire. Now, Rapid Fire, essentially, Nick, I have nine questions here. Actually, seven questions here. And I want you to answer them like obviously as quick as you can and then after we're done answering we'll kind of go through them and why you picked like each one um so right now you're just gonna go through quick yeah ready uh spotify listeners nick is like flexing right now he's like doing his best um, take my shirt off no, no. <laughs> yeah. all right okay. let's go are you ready yes let's go okay perfect first one you can eat, you can win the World Cup or Champions League. World Cup. Oh, Liverpool or City to win the league this season. Uh, Liverpool because I like the Liverpool fans better. Oh, uh, spicy Maestro <laughs> workout or anywhere workout. Anywhere workout because I'm gonna go to London next week and I'm traveling and yeah, I need I need I need space to do stuff anywhere. Anywhere workout. Speaking of London, you can live in either London or New York. Um, because I've already lived in London, New York. Ah, like yeah. like Coach Moses would say. Oh, um, <laughs> at that... Coach Moses for <laughs> Instagram at Coach. Okay, let's go. yeah, you you had to be there. Um, <laughs> natural grass or turf? Natural. But by the way, can I add on this? Um, I'm playing in a team right now in, in Switzerland. We have um, a couple of young players. I was overhearing a conversation the other day that the young young players were like the 16, 17, 18-year-olds. They would rather play on the artificial turf than actual real grass, which was like nice grass. That's a generation shift for me. Like, can you I, – I used to only dream of playing on like Wembley, Wembley-like pitches, and now people actually Carpet. prefer – Playing on the 4G. Couldn't believe oh, it. Man. It's it's not it. Um, yeah. Yeah, me yeah. neither. I'm grass as well. Uh, score from a corner or score from the halfway line? Halfway <laughs> halfway line. David Beckham, my idol. <clears throat> well, to be fair, he scored from corners as well. Um, <laughs> and I think I know the answer to this. Slide tackling or stepovers? Slide tackling. I'm not a stepover guy. I'm just not. Yeah, I, ha- I have another one. Full volley or half volley? Uh, full volley. It's just, I think half volley is a pretty, uh, a, a just way easier to execute than a full volley. Uh, so yeah, yeah, half volley is a way uh, easier. So full volley for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can play for Real Madrid, or you can play for Barcelona. <sighs> um, oh, it's a good one. 
uh, Madrid. Okay. Yeah. That, was the, that, that, that was the last one. Now, why, wait, why Real Madrid? I just, uh, I like the stadium better. The new camp is a kind of, I mean, it's traditional, a lot of, you know, traditions and history there, but I just, I like the Bernabeu. I like the kids better. I mean, I don't know anything about Spain or I don't know a whole lot about Spanish football, yeah. you know, but Ronaldo, Real Madrid, I'm more of a Ronaldo guy than a Messi guy. So yeah, 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 yeah. Zidane, and, I just, more players I like, um, they were at Real Madrid. So. Yeah. So another thing, because this has been, guys, this has been well documented in the past, and I don't know if people pick up on it, but like, <laughs> um, Nick is like really passionate about slide tackles. We would train in, um, in High Barnet, and I was on the receiving end of a lot of actually a lot of really good slide tackles it's the it's those slide tackles that you get slide tackled and you're like man what the heck but like it's a good tackle and he's got the ball but like you end up in the mud so why why do you love slide tackling so much I just want to know. i've always loved slide tackling i think um you know what i you know my favorite celebration to do one day and hopefully this can be in a done in a full stadium one day <laughs> i still dream of doing it is the the drug by knee slide Oh yeah, the Drogba knee slide, no, or the Rooney knee slide. I don't know who who does it these days. Maybe Ronaldo knee slide, but definitely you know Drogba is the king of these knee slides. Um, so the Didier Drogba knee slide, I wanna I wanna do. But anyway, I I love I love uh I love sliding. I love I love. Here's the thing about slide tackling. Yeah, usually slide slide tackling is a last stitch effort. It's the only possible thing you could do to block you know, block the ball, block the opponent from mm. progressing further. And uh, I'm so much about the underdog mentality, the kind of against all odds mentality. Like the ball is about to go, go on the goal, but you're the last one there to save it. That's all me. That's why I love slide tackling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, love sliding. I, I love sliding when it's wet and yeah. like, I love this. So. I, 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 just on that, I've seen a clip of, um, this guy, he's on loan from Arsenal to uh, French club Marseille, and he had like a last ditch slide tackle on Mbappe in like the French classical, essentially. And the stadium went crazy, Nick. Like, I think, I think like last ditch slide tackles are similar to like goals sometimes, like the reaction you'll get. Um, and like, especially like, like it, it, it was, it was, it was pretty epic. Uh, did you see this clip on, um, I saw it on Instagram and TikTok this week. It's like this this clip of this, like, he must be 13, 14. And um, he's, like, tr tracking back this uh, this opponent of his. And the opponent has a ball, and he's, like, about to go over the halfway line, center circle. But he just comes back and, like, makes this perfect slide tackle. Have you I seen that? I haven't seen it, no. I it's like a viral it. video. Like, it's the first viral video I've seen of a really, like, a, of a slide tackle. Yeah. Yeah. It must be like a crisp slide tackle. I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. Like when I see a good Frank Lampard, I think he used to be like really good slide tackles as well. Um, and I don't know. I, I do enjoy slide tackling. I've never been like physical, like so. I never, I never slide tackle. I never really learned how. You're, you're way more. You're way more the step over guy than the slide tackle guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm usually on the receiving end of the slide tackle, yeah. but um. Yeah, I wonder what I wonder what Corby would be, because he kind of does both. Just an all rounder, he'll do everything. 
everything. <laughs> Thomas, I, I, Thomas, he, he, yeah, good, good players, but perfect. Okay, Nick. Um, kind of to wrap up, I do want yeah. to, I do want to hear like your one golden rule if a player wants to improve confidence. Yeah, if if 12, 15, 25, 30 years old, I want to improve my confidence on the pitch. What is your kind of golden message for them to keep in mind through it out, like through it all? My, my message is, look, life is short. Life is definitely very short. Life is short, you got one life, okay? And if you just live your life never you know putting both feet in the water putting all of yourself in situations where yeah it might be a little bit uncomfortable then you're never gonna grow you're never gonna be the best that you can be you're always gonna be a shadow of what you could be there's you the full hashir the full emily whatever your name is but you're always at this level and if you're going to be at your best, your fullest, you've got to jump in with both feet. You've got to get uncomfortable. You've got to enjoy these situations where, where it's not easy. And the more you get in these situations where it's not easy, mate, the more confidence you're going to have, the happier you'll be. And the more you'll just be excited for life and every challenge that's ahead of you. You'll be excited for challenges. Love that's that. it. Love that. That's, that's brilliant. And a last thing. Because, you know, I have to, uh, listen, I got to keep you accountable, right? Like somebody does, I got to keep you in check. Yeah. What are you training next week on the app? Because I have a few of my days like scheduled. So I'm mm -hmm. curious to hear yours first. Um, so next week I'm going to be at the, the camp in, in London that we are going. Um, so I, I've actually have a lot of team trainings that are scheduled because we have a lot of obviously team trainings at the, the camp. Um, so Monday's team training, uh, a lot of days are a team training, obviously, because with the camp, uh, maybe a match, maybe I'll join in the match. Um, and then, um, and then in the evenings, we got a, there's a course on the train effective app called art of wing play, uh, that I actually watched last week. Um, and the art of wing play is basically like some tactic, a tactical course to make you a better winger. And I, as a winger, um, I always get, I always get more confident actually in tactical situations and decision-making from watching that course. Um, so I, I'll watch, I'll watch that uh, ahead of the match and, uh, and yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing uh so I have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I get fit quick on Monday and mm -hmm. Friday. And then on Wednesday I have maestro workout, but for me, get fit quick, man. Like it's, it's such an interesting one because it's like it feels good to like, like you, you know when like, you know when like you're doing exercise and at a certain point you kind of hit that wall where it's like oh shit like it's like I'm like tired like I'm proper like difficult mm. pushing past that and then obviously completing your workout it's mm. so satisfying to me and obviously you're building your fitness you're getting better so that's what I have going on. Um, yeah, the, the get fit quick one is good, and you got two exercises in there which I really like, or maybe it's three. And you, you got the sixteen sprint. I think it's called sixteen sprint. Yeah. You got the um, what's that exercise hash where you run across the box? Um, yeah. I... Uh, yeah. If you go, if you guys go on um, get quick fit workout in the app, like you'll see what I mean. 
but it's a really good one. Um, and then you got the John Moses. John Moses. And the John Moses drill is just. It, Haven't we mentioned it on on this before? Did we yeah, mention I, the first episode the John I Moses? Think, I think we have, but like the thing with that is like it. You see it, like you see the video, right? But like <laughs> you, you don't think like it's gonna be that difficult because I remember like I used to be like so not. I'm not gonna say arrogant, but I when I used to train, I used to see it like the first few times I did it, I'd be like, okay, like I just gotta do like four of these exercises and then this workout. Oh, I have to do the John Moses and like I'll be done. Bro, <laughs> one rep of that John Moses, that backpedaling, the sprinting, your thighs, your will thighs burn so much, and it's like, but again, it, it's like a afterwards. Like during it, you might hate it, but afterwards, it just like, yeah. feels so good. So but, gonna be guys, if you do the if you do the jump muscle, like your thighs are gonna absolutely burn. Like you gotta take an ice, like get some ice, ice bath. Like, like you're you're you can't you're not gonna be able to walk later. You know? Yeah, and and, it's good. And, and 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 that one is kind of scaled <laughs> down. I'd say like yeah. when we oh man he when he when we, we 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 have done it in london i remember when i first ever came yeah and he, uh, he made us do it like over like literally like i would say 50 or 75 yards <laughs> that that was that was, that was right it was the first time in my life i feel like i like actually cramped like my thighs were just like finished i couldn't believe it i was so embarrassed because yeah. i was like man like Nick and Corby and like everybody training and like what's happening like I felt so awful but like again it was like it was like it was like a shock it was like me like you need to, your fitness might have been here your whole life and that was good fitness mm. that's not enough it has to be up here yeah that, that, that's what John Moses did like John Moses I, I never been as fit as when I trained with with Mo with John Moses um at that 100 day challenge and every time he's trained me before like never been as fit like he, John Moses is just gonna push you, push you, push you, like crazy, until man, you just can't walk anymore. So that's the beauty of that John Moses drill. It's the beauty of John Moses, Coach John Moses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that guy. Perfect. Well, Nick, listen, that was that was brilliant, man. Love talking to you as always. Um, and I'm sure everybody got lots and lots of value out of it of course everybody you can follow nick on instagram at nick humph n-i-c-k-h-u-m-p-h i'm hashir khan h-a-s-h-i-r-c-a-n and train effective of course follow train effective on instagram at train effective how it's spelled um as well on yep. tiktok as well train TikTok. effective official train effective official on tiktok 1.3 million followers hash like what that's that's crazy crazy and um yeah yeah also on my instagram at nick Humph, like i'm going to be taking a lot of uh stories next week um from the camp so if you want to see a little insight into train effective life in london uh, make sure to follow follow those stories and shout out Jaden taylor for recently signing for watford fc Jaden, get a hold of ben foster the cycling gk <laughs> and have him come on our podcast and um yeah that would be great <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Good speaking, Nick. And everybody, we appreciate you listening, tuning in. Until next time, as always, stay, stay effective. effective. Yes. Now we have to do that again. Surely we have to do that again. Stay. Right? <laughs> All right. Let's Three, go. two, one.
Tactics. Yes. Perfect. Boom.